Welcome back everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello Nock. Hi Hubi. Where's Sunita? Where's she? Uh? She's off dealing with uh, <laughs> someone in her pantry apparently. <laughs> For those of you who are tuning in, welcome back to Year Year All Podcast. We're going to be brief today because it's been so long we haven't been catching up with each other. And my name is Heels. My name is Nick Dorian. Yes. Yay. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome we back after a whole long hiatus. <laughs> I think it's been like a month, right? Yes. Until yes. my hair become blue, no? That's why. <laughs> From silver to platinum to blue. <laughs> Told you, I have a midlife crisis right now. <laughs> well, uh, so Nick, how have yes. you been? Ah, busy, tired. <laughs> was somebody now a celebrity already? Uh? Hello, Noah. Bat- Batman premiere all. Uh? Hello, Noah. I'm just doing my work. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like writing reviews and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's like that's that's taking up a bit of my time as well. Yeah. Then, uh please share about your the, your this reviews uh, or uh, or writing okay. reviews that you've so, been doing. Those who have been listening to this podcast knows that I'm part of Geek Simulation. That's always my baby. So <laughs> please follow us at Geek Simulation on all your uh Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, wherever. Um, but now I'm also writing uh reviews for a uh, media publication called Goggler. G O G G L E R. Goggler, uh, not Google, uh. Yes, Goggler. <laughs> so uh, you can find them on Instagram at Goggler My. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find the website, goggler.com. It's it's everywhere. So that's what I'm doing at the moment as well. So what are the things that you are writing about currently? Or, or what are the uh, main topics? The last one that I talked about was The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is mm-hmm. it's a fantastic TV show. It's in its fourth season at the moment. So I gave you like uh, five reasons why you should watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, before that was the Cuphead show, which is interesting. It's, what was it's the first fun. article? The first article I did was Pam and Tommy. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. I remember that. If yeah. you haven't watched it, it's it's an insane mad Yeah, ride. it's insane. I, 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 I think I stopped at episode 3. I haven't managed to continue it, but the first... Episode, my jaw just dropped. I'm like, what the fuck is happening in front in front of my screen? Why why is Tommy Lee like this? I didn't know yet. He's such a personality. Tom, you see, here's the thing. Like, I love Sebastian Stan, but I feel mm-hmm. like he hasn't pushed it as hard enough as what Tommy Lee actually is in real life. But to be fair, to get Tommy Lee down is gonna be difficult. Only Tommy Lee can be Tommy Lee. So credits to Sebastian Stan, but you can't match the man himself. <laughs> Of course, it's just an actor playing a character, yeah? So we can't actually, like, blame him for not getting it right. <laughs> but Lily James' as Pamela Anderson is, like, fucking spot on. Yeah, the, her, spot on. <laughs> her resemblance is uncanny. I was like, oh my god, she really looks like Pam. Yeah, down to, like, the mannerisms and everything, it's all so spot on. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I agree. there is a little bit of controversy at the moment in the fact mm-hmm. that this is a story about a sex tape 
which mm. went out without the consent of its two stars. Mm. And now it's coming out that the series also came out without the consent of Pamela Anderson. Uh, no one gives a shit about Tommy Lee, but like this is in a whole in this world of a Me Too movement and all that, it feels <laughs> a bit like, hey, at least got get Pam to sign off on this. This is essentially something that traumatized her back in the day, and now you're making mm. a whole story about it. Yeah. But yeah. now there's new escalation about this. Yeah. Pamela Anderson has announced that she will be doing a documentary on Netflix to tell her side of the story about this whole sex tape thing. And I'm like, ooh. Spicy. Yeah. So uh, keep a look on Netflix for that. I don't know when it's coming, but there's a there's going to be a Pam Anderson documentary by her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congrats, Nick, for being a published writer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's uh, very busy, uh, going uh, like like doing podcasts after another podcast with us, and then now you're writing reviews and going premieres. I'm like, oh, celebrity. <laughs> Not, I mean, this is what I've always wanted to do. So I feel yeah. very privileged and grateful to be in this position at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not taking it for granted. I'm like really cherishing these moments. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you gotta hustle oh. your way through in Malaysia, right? Oh fuck yes! <laughs> but what about you, Hilby? What have you been up to? Well, apart from going <laughs> to the gym. <laughs> well, um, apart from my hair being blue at the moment, which <laughs> is not the color that I wanted, but fuck, <laughs> fuck it. Every time you dye your hair, it's never the color that you want. <laughs> uh, well, the last one was, but until the color faded away, so it's ah. fine. Um, yeah, well, I just. <laughs> I just did my first, uh, not first, like, actually it's been gone for a while, but um, I've been doing uh, some of, a bit of, uh, how do I say, male maintenance. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't know whether you can relate, but it's something to do with hygiene and mm. uh, hygiene that I went through was waxing. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been actually wanting to share this experience uh, on the podcast, but I didn't get uh, managed to. Okay, um, go ahead. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I do, um, so previous years, I mean, all this time uh, before I discovered the art of waxing. I mean, I do know that there's a waxing services in Singapore, but I mm-hmm. don't know there is a male waxing services provided for, you know, gay men. Mm-mm. Um, so when I first did my first waxing experience, how I wag, <laughs> it was I I was very very scared because it was uh I I find it uh re- I I I don't know I'm very conflicted whether to say it's a rewarding experience or what, but. It was a painful experience at the same time. La. <laughs> I mean, it's waxing. La. When is waxing not painful? <laughs> but because, I, because I'm very uh, particular with hairs growing, growing, growing on my hairs, uh, hair growing on my body, um, especially I hate it when it's on, the, uh, on my armpit area. This okay. is just me. I mean, like, for those who are out there, you're, uh, you, you, for you. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, for me, I do because I really don't like it. I, I just mm. hate it. Okay. So last time, I uh, keep on shaving. Even my my nether regions. <laughs> I'm trying Even to learn my... a bit too much about you, love. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, it's important, you know. Like you it cannot is true. like. It is true. Yeah. Yes. So 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 when when I did it, uh, like shave my my ass, my my pubic area, my mm. my <laughs> armpit, I felt like like is it really a comfortable way to like not having ingrown hairs, yeah, stuff like that. So I because I've been experiencing uh that for a couple of years, I mean, I didn't know waxing is actually the way to go. Mm. Like, because some people, they are uncomfortable. And my, the person that, uh, my waxer actually, uh, he's very professional as yeah. F. Like, like, he really don't care. I think he's seen a lot of balls. He of course. But for me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to be judging on my junk. <laughs> And I don't need to be judging about how long <laughs> have I not been uh, maintaining it well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh. when uh, I can see how uncomfortable <laughs> you are right now, not. <laughs> like, have you uh, tried before? Have you tried? No, no, I haven't. I d- okay, I mean, like for straight people, for cisgender straight people out mm. there, I think if you want. To try the experience, you should at least try once. Should at least I try mean, once. Okay, as, and see how a, it is. As sort of like a, you know, when you're younger, like as a joke. Oh, let me try this wax on my arm. <laughs> ah, fuck! Like, yeah, I've tried that, but yeah. not to this extent, lah. Yeah. yeah, try it on your nether regions. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> I mean, I know it's important, especially yeah. as you get older. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just. I think also, I mean to get into a deeper conversation about it. That sort mm. of, um, not stigmatism, but mm. in society, it's like, oh, men don't go and do this. Like, yeah. all the waxing places we have here, it's you can tell it's all very uh, female-centric. Uh, like, I exactly. wouldn't walk into there because, you know, yeah. I feel a bit uncomfortable and I don't want to make other people uncomfortable at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so that's why I I mean like the commercialized uh, kind of uh, waxing places. I think I think for me I don't actually want to go because of first of all is pricing, second of all it's mm. like because I feel if I walk into these places I'm being judged. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, it's like I don't want I mean <laughs> I don't want a woman I, by the way, I'm not sexist or anything like that. I yeah. don't want a woman to be seeing my junk and then doing it. I feel very embarrassed for myself as a gay person. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, might, might as well I get a, a guy to do it. I mean, like, mm. he's seen a lot. And <laughs> and from, from, the, from the feedback that I got from my friends who uses his service, um, he's pretty much professional, and the prices are very affordable for uh, okay. for for my end lah. Mm. So I don't have to like worry every once a month I have to do it. No, uh, now when I go for my waxing appointment, I I can only come back like seven seven or eight weeks later. Cause the time for the hair to grow back is it or what? yes, and uh. and the hair growth uh is very slow lah when mm. when when growing it back i was like oh my god i'm so happy yeah, <laughs> so because, that i don't like, have to do it every yeah you're literally ripping the hair out instead of yes. sort of shaving it so it's yes. like yeah yeah so i'm actually i i'm actually glad to have gone through the experience but <laughs> i don't want to be too explicit about what happened yeah please don't <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah so that's me um that uh something new something new on my end mm, oh as you know singapore is like exceeding <laughs> almost 10,000 cases every day for covid i'm like oh, everybody's how, getting there <laughs> how cute 10,000 how cute well actually what? last month uh actually not last month last week or last two weeks ago i think we surpassed 20,000 per day how so... cute 20,000 <laughs> how cute but on a serious note uh i think our because we are such a small country right and yeah and even though how many hospitals we have i think the frontline workers especially the healthcare workers are really overstretched the, a lot of resignations were being thrown and my uh, friends who are in the healthcare industry like they they share their frustrations la, and they cannot like be vocal about it in yeah. their IG stories so they would like privatize it to mm. to share to close uh, close friends yeah. so when i find out from them they were telling me like people are treating them like shit like even though especially i mean parents parents are i i don't know how to phrase this properly la. but all i can say is you know everybody's going through the same shit every day and then like we understand that you know you are worried for your child but there's no need for you to scream at you know the nurses where yes. they are trying to do their best to like you know cater to your needs so yes it's really it's really scary to see how nurses are being treated the healthcare workers are being treated yeah because they because you know, some Singaporeans, they don't actually, you know, use their brain because they don't know, they cannot differentiate what is emergency and what is not. I mean, like, the hospital is not catered to only COVID patients, but also with other life-threatening yes. diseases. <laughs> yes. So, be like, like, can see how the ugliness of some Singaporeans uh, when it comes to, like, privilege and um and talking about COVID nineteen is yeah. it's like if you get the omicron it's more of like a mild symptom than the previous symptoms. Yeah. Suddenly I'm like a medical healthcare professional, but I'm not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but make that clear first. Don't take any medical advice from us. Yes. Yes. We are not. Yeah. This is just a collective feedback that I got from my friends. So, so it's very, very uh eye opening to see how ugly some of our fellow citizens in Singapore yeah. treated our nurses and doctors, which is really unfair for them. Yeah. And I find it quite interesting that on our side in Malaysia, we are the complete opposite. Like, <laughs> if anything, like, I, it, I, maybe it's just me, but I don't feel that there's any prejudice against our healthcare workers. If anything, mm. we're worried for them. Mm, yeah. Like when there was a time during like the first lockdown when it got really really bad, mm. and we started finding out how underpaid and how uh like understaffed the freaking hospitals were that our own citizens mm. decided to start volunteering to help. Yeah. Like in terms of the the vaccination centers, we had volunteers, we had air stewardesses, we had lawyers. Everybody just came together mm. to help. And like if anything, our healthcare workers are the one one sector that we worry the most about. Like, it's come to a point that if I hear somebody, it's like, oh, I'm a nurse. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Is everything all right with you? Like, there's that care because these guys are at the front line. They are the ones that are facing it head on. They're essentially the soldiers in battle. And that's something to be applauded and to worry about. Not freaking go, oh my God, you're a nurse. Don't (laughs) don't harm my child. Like, come on, Singaporeans, please. 
Yeah, I mean, like, now we are almost three years running into this COVID shit. And yeah. it's, it's it felt like the treatment of our healthcare workers wasn't, like, you know, being treated fairly, you know. And what happened to all that? Ah, oh, come, we all applaud for the yeah, Singaporean healthcare exactly. workers. Exactly. Where's that Let's... now? <laughs> Go to your window and clap. <laughs> <laughs> Even us as Malaysians, we saw that and went, what the fuck is wrong with these Singaporeans? <laughs> <laughs> what is Speaking... clapping going to do? <laughs> yeah, and now, now you have brought me to my next topic. Or oh, our next topic. <laughs> ah, ah, yes. <laughs> what is wrong with our Singaporeans? <laughs> Yeah. No, well, what is wrong with your Singaporean MPs? Ah. Yeah, so if you want to know what's wrong with our Singaporeans, we have to dig deep to our members of parliament. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to name any names because we don't want to kind of pofma or whatever. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. On, on my oh. side, I would like immediately blast it. I'm like, you guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... We okay. Let's okay. Uh, no, I start the first one lah. Since ah, you already okay. sent me. <laughs> okay, can I'm reading that also? So you start so, with the first one. Yeah. So the first one, this this woman shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> she decided to say that um she would like to regulate bubble tea shops in Singapore. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, and I quote, uh, the concern that she has was about the mushrooming of, <laughs> of bubble tea outlets all over Singapore over the past few years. <laughs> so, she suggested that bubble tea shops should be reduced and regulated. This comment sums out uh, wait, this comment sums out how we feel about her suggestions. So the article that wrote this says, uh, one of the commenters said, don't touch my boba. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this sounds so ridiculous. La. Like, like you're so concerned about diabetes and obesity and you want to shut down the bubble tea shops or like reduce them. Then all the soft drinks or all your take mm. ice copy paying all that mm. all no need to regulate is it this is exactly stupid. and 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 you know singaporeans love their bubble teas we have like all kinds of bubble teas here in singapore you know you know what i think happened what? this mpr never uh, got her bubble tea order correct so she don't like <laughs> bubble tea shops anymore because they always oh. get her order wrong. Or maybe she sees the, the her nieces and nephews are drinking a lot of bubble teas and she cannot take it anymore. Yeah. Let's yeah. just drink water. Yes. <laughs> just oh. drink, drink Chinese tea. <laughs> this is so stupid. I mean, look at... I'm sorry, uh, but your food. Even your food is sweeter than bubble tea, uh, please. <laughs> Freaking what chakwetel also, I don't know why it's sweet. <laughs> Carrot cake also, I don't know why it's sweet. So confusing. Uh, okay, let's move on to the second one. <laughs> <laughs> the second okay. one mm. baby shark to make our kids go green. So, uh, this particular MP said that uh, songs like Baby Shark or Coco Melon will help our kids become a young green champion. <sighs> I mean, okay. I okay. This one, <laughs> compared to the others, this one kind of makes a bit of sense. But 
there are other ways apart from freaking Coco Melon and uh, Baby Shark to learn about, you know, saving the environment. <laughs> and like this article said, uh, I don't know who these people are, but you might, because I'm guessing you've seen it. Captain Green and Wal- Water Wally. Do you know who these mascots no, are? No idea. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, like, why? Baby Shark is there already. Freaking Coco Melon is there already. Why? You want to waste your time and like, oh, we need to make sure our kids go green. That starts with the parents. <laughs> exactly. Like, why must the kids take the responsibility about going green? Hello? <laughs> yes. Oh, but the next one, uh, the next one's <sighs> the dumbest one, especially in what's happening in the world at the moment. Uh, come, come, come. I read this. Yeah, (laughs) yes. You read this one. (laughs) Okay, so recently, I'm not sure if you listeners know or read the news. Uh, So one particular MP decided to like don a special colour in the parliament house. And the colour was blue and yellow. And with the recent shit that went down in Europe recently, uh, of course, this particular country was, you know, talked about all around the world. So, this clown (laughs) (laughs) said in this parliament, uh, parliament house, and I quote, Sir, the colours of my outfit today emphasise the importance of SAF's realistic training and its safety record. What the fuck is your outfit got to do with any It's as if you walk down the street, somebody's going, wow, oh, good job. Uh. Now, I, the SAF, uh, the training and safety record, very good. You reminded me of that. Like, you're yellow. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Stupid, la, fuck. I mean, like, do you know what's happening in the world? Like, if if your agenda want to say in the parliament, oh, I'm here to, uh, the colors of my outfit are to rep, uh, represent the people of Ukraine and yeah. you know, yeah, standing in sol- uh, solid, whatever the word standing is, standing solidarity with mm. Ukraine. Yeah, but <laughs> if you want to, if you want to angkat buah by saying <laughs> that, it ain't gonna get you nowhere. <laughs> But to be fair, I also like what your other MP said about it. I have to confess, I'm quite confused by the colours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, but on a serious note, uh, I'm uh, like, like I, I, it's so, it's such a double standard thing for to see the world talking about Ukraine and nobody like in, I, I mean, giving their full support in Palestine or yeah. Palestine. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's really really sad lah. Like, like especially this Israel people, mm. they try to you know uh you know, upper give give way for for the people seeking refuge uh people from Ukraine to, to seek refuge in mm. Israel, but they can chase the Palestinians out of Israel. Uh, yeah, so that it, that is then, such a shitty move to do la. next yeah. time tell your MP la, wear white, green, black and red la. I think he failed his geography lesson la. and then he'll be like I am, I, I wear this to uh to emphasize the importance of our training in mm. our national service <laughs> and then oh, the and then one person no and then the one person say I hope you're not confused by my national colour oh yeah well our fashion show la, your, your parliament la. 
Oh, yo, yo, poor <gasps> thing lah. <laughs> oh, but it's not as dramatic as what comes next. Oh. Cry! Your MP cry in parliament! <laughs> because... <No. laughs> Nick, I want you to read it. <laughs> Explain to our listeners what happened. No, I, I want to say it in a very dramatic... Because, hey, to all you listeners, uh, what he cried about, uh, very serious one. <laughs> very, very serious. It's a serious topic which brings a lot of emotions out of people. <laughs> science and technology. You know how like deep science and technology is? And he was so touched by science and technology that yeah. he was even touched by his former cybersecurity company. Exactly. After, uh, I'm going to read what the paragraph said. So, mm. after that, he even said happy birthday to his daughter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And that he hopes she will get to grow up in a tech-enriched country. Mm. <laughs> to which he ended his speech by saying, Majula Singapura. And then no, shedded No, tears. he said Majula Singapore. Ni. Now, Majula Singapore. I support the budget. <laughs> oh, well, I at home crying because the, the, the cost of living in Singapore getting higher and higher, no? I know. <laughs> this one crying because... Oh, it's so high tech now. My former company, I cannot, I, I cannot believe that this is the world my daughter will be brought in. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, our daughter. No. Okay, but, but that's not the worst one. The, no, the last, this is the dumbest one of all. The last but not least, Yo. the stupidest thing I've heard all week this week and I don't know what's happening in the parliament house maybe they smoke some some things inside there before doing the speech or whatever proposal that they decided to do yes <laughs> this ape <laughs> <laughs> this ape says that for degrees from local universities to have a five year validity <laughs> He says this will force people to upgrade themselves to keep their degrees valid. <laughs> you mean I study and pay so much inside this university for thousands of dollars or twenty uh-huh. thousands of dollars? You mean I have to renew my degree again? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like I've I've never heard something like this. In the entire world. <laughs> I don't think uh, Stephen Hawking need, <laughs> needed to like renew Exactly. His... Can you imagine you ask like the greatest scientist in the world. Hey, mm. after five years, uh, your degree invalid, you know. Doesn't matter you smart, smart or not. Uh, if your degree not valid, I cannot already. Can you imagine if they approach my president and then ask my president to like <laughs> ah! uh, Machi, Machi, you need to <laughs> Exactly. Then this MP got to renew his degree every five years. Your prime minister got to renew his degree. Voila, I was like I was devastated. Okay, for listeners out there, I don't have a degree, but I can assure you <laughs> having a degree is not everything, okay? <laughs> Because why? You need to have your skill sets, you need to learn on the job, and then you need to know how to be around people. And having a degree is just uh, having a piece of paper. That's it. Just to tell people that, okay, I study hard. Where's my deserved salary? 
And you, you know see? what the stupid thing is? Like, I'm reading mm. the full article about mm. his idea. And mm. the anecdote he used had absolutely nothing to do with his <laughs> uh, expiration of five years. Basically, okay, I'm going to read this this little bit because I'm mm. so confused by it. <laughs> he used an anecdote about a 50-year-old job applicant who self-learned IT skills. Now, bear this in mind. Self-learned. Mm. IT skills. Mm. He also accumulated experience running IT infrastructure and support. However, he was not seen as a good fit at the company because he did not have a relevant diploma and degree, which, to be fair, this is a problem that's faced everywhere, even in Malaysia. Like, even if Mm. I've got 15, 40 years of experience, Mm. but I get passed over for a kid that's probably had, like, a degree and no experience, but just Mm. because he has his degree. So, okay, then he said this. Clearly, his skill set, real-world experience, and knowledge about current IT practice trump over whatever IT diploma or IT degree he may have gone 30 years ago, which would be obsolete by now. This episode reflects the need for continuous training and lifelong learning. What the fuck has that got to do with renewing your fucking degree every five years? (laughs) This person don't even have a diploma or degree. What the fuck? (laughs) Ah, even he sounds confused of what he wants to bring up. I mean, like, if you want to talk like that, I mean, like, I, I, I actually don't understand whether these people actually hear themselves before they propose that in Parliament House. No, I mean, like, in the presence. From... Sorry, uh, this is coming from uh, a place of privilege, uh, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, like, in the presence of, like, I don't know whether the Prime Minister is there or what, but if he's there, like, do, doesn't he, like, feedback to your feedback to him saying that hey you know that idea is a bit stupid ah, like, yeah. then you ask me to what like I have to renew my degree to be prime minister <laughs> ah. also to a certain extent it's a bit ignorant of him because not everyone can afford yes and no yeah and nobody has a time or their energy to like do another three more years of doing degree hello yes like it's <laughs> It's really coming from a place of privilege. Like, come on lah. Like, not everyone can afford to do this. Some mm-hmm. people can't even afford to get a degree. Yeah, like moi. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so I'm like, this This is really, really insensitive. If yeah. I'm honest with you lah. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I, just, I just couldn't <laughs> believe the words that are coming out from our own ministers. And then, <laughs> what was best is that after this, he felt like he needed to clarify himself. Yeah, because kena backlash really, kena scolded by everybody, <laughs> left, to right, which, center. <laughs> to which he said, in hindsight, I recognized that it had been more provocative than needed and had caused people to misunderstand the intentions behind the suggestion. I apologize for the misunderstanding. But he never apologized for what he said. Yeah, exactly. Apologize for the misunderstanding. Fuck off lah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I understand... If he if he says something like along the lines of, hey, maybe every five years companies can set up like a workshop just as as a refresher course. Yeah. It's completely free just to refresh some key skills. I get mm-hmm. it. But to re- to have your degree expire, what fucking diploma or degree <laughs> expires? Oh, it's like I, I feel like telling him, why what about you? What about your uh, political party? Maybe they should be expired since like, you know, 
early 2000. <laughs> ah. And then here's the thing. Say lawyers or whatnot, it takes at least like four or five years to get a master's degree and all that. So mm. like, what? They're going to learn for the rest of their life huh? because the second they get their master's degree, they have to retake it all over again because five years already, right? I I mean I I used to say this in Malay uh, belajar sampai mampus. Ah, <laughs> that's so true right now because of this minister's freaking statement lah. Really, I couldn't believe yeah. it lah. I thought bubble tea was stupid lah. This is on another level. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't. I I always wonder how uh people from other countries see how our ministers, you know, propose such idea in parliament. <laughs> but thanks for taking the light off Malaysia for a while. Uh. No one's going to yeah. look at Malaysia for a while. Like, hey, uh, you know I that think, neighbor, stupid, no, you know. <laughs> no, I think our our ministers going to Omicron. Uh, and then after that, the effect, their brains suddenly stop working. Uh. Uh, <laughs> my God. It's such, a, it really, honestly, all these statements are uh, all come from a real place of privilege stuck in their ivory tower. They don't know what people on the ground are going through. Exactly. If you want to like create like conversations in parliament, maybe you guys can actually, you know, uh, have a conversation about our healthcare workers because they actually deserve better right now. Yes. Like, fuck yes. Yeah. And stop sugarcoating things like, oh, our, our healthcare industry is stable at the moment despite the number of cases, rise of cases. No, it's wrong. Mm. It's totally untrue. I mean, like, like whatever... I mean, like, even our healthcare workers are actually very stressed and they are very scared to even, like, vent out their frustrations on social media because they don't want to get imagine. caught. Yeah, And that's, so, that's something very wrong about that. Yeah. If you are being ostracized for helping your fellow people, mm. like, come on, la, these are, without your healthcare workers, people would be dying. And yeah. you are, you're, I'm sorry, but I'm going to call it straight out. But your racist undertones. <coughs> it's stupid. I'm sorry, yeah. it's stupid. I And speaking as a Malaysian, come on, our racist undertones are prevalent fucking everywhere. But we don't go after our healthcare workers like this. If anything, we treat our healthcare workers like gods. I mean, yeah. I can't say much about the government, but the people, mm-hmm. we really respect anybody who's working in the healthcare industry right now. Yep, exactly. Come on, Singaporeans, do better. Hmm. Well, with that said, try to leave it in a bit of a, a sad, controversial note, but no, uh, it's okay. I mean, like I, I, I personally enjoy when I do recordings with Nock because he always touch very spot on with a lot of real life stuff. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> So, uh, to leave yeah. it on a happier note, uh, mm. all you Singaporeans, go rush to your bubble tea shops now. Go run. Yes, support your business. <laughs> Get diabetes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with that, shall we call it? Yes. Um. Well, we're apologize for a very short uh session today, but you know, Nick's gotta do uh continue with life, and yes. I do too. And um, my name is Hills. My name is Nick Dorian, and you've been listening to Year You All Podcast. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.